we shall get the show into the road. I have many sticks in my hand. I am looking at Jeebus, and we are ready to go. Welcome back to the Dump and Chase podcast. I'm not Dump. He's still not Chase. And we're back. This is our first episode of the 2021-2022 NHL season. Actually, I said that wrong. Technically, it's 2021-22 season. Technically. Because it's how it's always written. It's 2021-22. Dash so, 2-2. Jordan 2-2 is my brother's, like, one of his favorite players ever. Fun fact. Just because really of his randomly. last name? Pro- I think that was it. And also, he had him in NHL 11, and he scored, like, 60 goals for him on the first line with David Legwand on Nashville. So... Of course. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> really random, but shout out to your brother Tutu, as well as <laughs> Shea Weber and Pecorine. He's a Predators fan, just in case that wasn't obvious. Right. Um, not very dedicated, but still a Predators fan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the podcast here for our ninth episode. And in the last episode, I may have said it was the seventh. I was mistaken. It was actually our eighth episode. But here we are if you were, for our... if you were, if your name was mistaken then what is it now? Not mistaken. Anyway, we're here for the ninth episode of the Dump and Chase podcast, or as some of you might recall, the Dumb and Chunkers podcast. Oh um, yeah, Dumb and Chunkers. Taco <laughs> is not on the show at the moment. He is not on the show, unfortunately. However, that was our best episode so far. Which True makes story. me happy. It was um, also the most entertaining one. I listened, to it on my way to, I listened to it on my way to school. We filmed it like two days before I got here, and then I listened to it on the way. And then, and I could have listened to it again because I was there, and I listened to it, and I didn't stop laughing. So, <laughs> Yeah, I listened to it like two times. <laughs> one while editing, and then once again right through. So that was, a, that was a good episode. We definitely need to have more guests on the show. Um, but anyway, I have like 91 possible guests that I literally live with. So, okay. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we will feature more people eventually. Um, one of these days, um, I don't know if she would do it, but I should get my girlfriend on this show because she doesn't really know all that much about hockey. She knows enough, not like taco level. She knows enough about hockey, but it would be fun to, to do some of those things again. It would be. And I'm not I sure if she'd be game, like but to see, also would like to see your sister on the show at some point. Yes. Yep. That would be good. She was the one. Okay. Um. Story time. Already story time. We haven't even gotten to the news, but it's story time. Um, when I lived in Mexico, so I lived in Mexico for a while, and I was doing uh, online school uh, with this homeschooling board, and we had this online student cafe area. It was called. And there was a set, a hockey section of it. And every year I would host the playoff bracket. It was, it was the bracket challenge before the bracket challenge. Um, and I would get everyone to fill in their predictions and we'd go from there. And she didn't want to, but I got my sister to fill in a bracket and she does not like hockey really at all. She's just, she's always bugged me and Noah for how much we talk about hockey. Yes. Every single time. She'll will be talking and then she'll come up to us. Are you talking about hockey? Of course. What else would we talk about? <laughs> anyway, then what would happen was uh, um, I would get her to fill out a bracket. And then the one year, I think it was the 13-14 season, I think it was, uh, she accurately predicted the LA Kings to win the cup. Um, <laughs> I believe that was that was the year. 
I'm going to look like a fool if I didn't get it right. They, so they, I'm going to look it up right 14, now. 13 the Kings won the cup. They did win the cup in 13 14. Against the Rangers? Yeah. And then 11 12, they won against the Devils. 11 12 was okay. the year they went in and is eighth, eighth seed. 13 14, mm-hmm. it was less of a surprise. But. Okay, but she knew nothing. She just looked yeah. at the names and she was like, them. <laughs> They're going to win. I don't think we actually fully predicted the bracket. We just predicted the winner. Yeah. Keep in mind, this was like, let's see, 2013. This was uh, 10-year-old Noah hosting a bracket challenge. <laughs> so it was just who's going to win sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Um, and then I think she predicted another one later on. But then when Vegas became an expansion team. This is my favorite story. This is my favorite. We bugged I, you, her so you tell much this about one. this. You tell this we one. Were, me and Noah started going to the same high school the same year. We were great apart. Um, and we were homeschooled previously. And like we've said, we've known each other our whole lives. But, um, and his sister was already there. And she was a great, she's a great ahead of me. Um, mm-hmm. But me and Noah are talking like the first week of school. And we don't know each other. And, and know anybody else in the school. Sorry, so we're only hanging out with each other. <laughs> we knew each um, other. <laughs> we knew each other. Um and that was Vegas's first year. It was going into Vegas's first year. So we were sitting there making fun of Vegas. Um, they hadn't hit the ice about yet. How much, no, they had, no games had been played and how terrible they were going to be. And then his sister mm-hmm. walks up to us in the school and is like, you know what? Watch them win the Stanley Cup. And she's like, you know what? I'm a Vegas fan now for this season. I want Vegas to win the Stanley Cup. I think they're going to win it just because everybody's saying they're going to do so bad. <laughs> So we laughed at her, obviously, and then a lot. Uh, and made fun of her throughout the year. And then all of a sudden, uh-huh. Vegas was winning. And then Flurry got hurt, and they kept winning. And then their backup goalie got hurt, and they kept winning. And then their backup, 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 backup goalie got hurt. I don't know about actually how many backups, but they went through goalies they, like Tic Tacs. There was a time when their AHL backup was their starting goalie. Yeah, for a time, and they managed to keep winning games. Anyway, and then made the Stanley Cup final, <laughs> and I was like, "They better not." W-. I kind of wanted them to win because I'm like, "That'd be cool." Like an expansion team wins the cup, but at the same time, I'm like, "No, don't win, don't win." Then Jim will be right. <laughs> so, I'm my sister. But anyway, um, I'm like, "Oh boy, this they better not win." And then they didn't, but she was like, "Ha! I told you they'd do good." So we need to bring her on the show at some point. I definitely think so. Yeah, I agree. So intro story time, intro turned story time over now. Um, news, starting with the news. Um, we have Taves's return. You want to take this one away? Johnny Taves. Um, yeah, Taves last season didn't play because of, he didn't really specify why. It was some health concerns. I think there were some mental and physical health concerns. And I think they were kind of related, like one was being caused by the other etc um see i'd forgotten all about that so when i just looked at the notes and i saw taves return i was like wait he was gone so (laughs) i'm like why don't you take this one away yeah he didn't play at all last season okay now Um, that you say that i think i remember that yeah um but we there were returning we have another guest we have a guest (laughs) A surprise guest? Yep. Hello, Gavin. Hi. <laughs> we did have another guest high? appearance. I did hear the hi. Okay, that's good. He's gone now. Um. Okay. <laughs> Hence the mumbling from from Ben. 
He was distracted by a momentary guest. Um, that's two episodes in a row. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I think Chicago this year. I don't like Chicago. I really don't. But with <laughs> them having Kane and Debrinkat, and they're getting Taves back, they signed Seth Jones. Don't at me. Seth Jones is one of the five best players in the defense in the best defenseman in the league. I don't really, um, I don't really care what other people think in that category. I don't care about the advanced stats. Seth Jones is one of the best defensemen in the league. Um, and they also have Kirby Doc. Have you say his last Kirby Doc? Doc. Doc. want to say it? Doc. I yeah. go with Doc. And they also got Flurry. And, and they got Flurry. So far, so far their season has not gone well. But we're like three games in, so. Not really much to go off of. I think Chicago will actually do will push for a playoff spot this year. As much as it hurts me to say that, but I think they will too. They have quite a they have quite the the core, honestly. Yeah. Um, where they the where they'll struggle they is they're in, in one of the toughest divisions in the league. They're in the second toughest division in the league, in my opinion. The they Metro's are. only one harder. Yeah, that's fair. But so now they have Johnny Taves back. I assume last year who did they put as captain? Did they have anyone as captain last year? Um, I don't think so. It was just they assistance. Could've. I don't remember that, but they it, probably if they just did. It would have been role. somebody like Keith, who is definitely yeah. not there anymore. So now he has been salary dumped off to the Oilers. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on from that, we have the Nikita Kucherov injury, which I saw this video and it looked really unsuspecting. Yeah, I'm. It really didn't look no like idea. much. What happened there? Like he good, just sort of went question. in, and he. Who is that that just glanced off his back? I, I can't tell who that is. It's a really poor quality video that's on Instagram. It is. It's against Washington, number 21. I know number 21 on Washington used to be Garnet Hathaway. I don't know if it still is. <laughs> I laugh um, just because he was on our team yeah. and he was really useless. Um, Let's see. But uh, we Capital have roster. Kucherov out with an injury. Don't know how long. Or the severity of it. For the it sake like of my a... fantasy hockey, hopefully for a long time. You have him? Or sorry, no, no you don't. No, I don't have him. Uh, um, it, it looks like it still is Hathaway. Yeah, it okay. still is Hathaway. That, it looks like some sort of groin injury, by the way. He's skating off the ice. I thought his wrist. Really? I thought he grabbed his wrist. Okay, I'm going to watch it again. Um... What could have, oh no, you're right. I think it's groin. I think yeah, some I sort of groin right. injury. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what comes of that. But uh, that definitely will affect his draft stock in our fantasy draft. That still Which hasn't is happening happened. in like two and a half hours. Oh really? Oh right, that's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Well, shoot, I'm gonna have to uh, draft my girlfriend's team because she's gonna be busy. Ah. Uh, I'll I'll draft her team probably. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I was wondering if you had forgotten about that. I was going to bring it up I at some absolutely point. I absolutely time. I need to get a hold of people and remind people here that are in that league as well. Yeah, <laughs> I need to also text my other friend that's in the in the in this league. Um So that is an interesting situation there. But moving on. Now you pointed this out to me take this news bit away this made me laugh because Oilers fan this is a former Oilers player and we talked about Marc-Andre Fleury a couple episodes ago which was a month and a half ago but uh minor details um but 
when there was a when they first printed Flurry's jersey, they spelled his name wrong and spelled it F L U E R Y, yep. Flurry, and everybody laughed or whatever, and then they fixed mm-hmm. it. Well, the brilliant Vancouver Canucks <laughs> management or jersey makers or whoever's in charge of this equipment manager somehow managed to um, misspell Alex Chason's name on his game worn jersey. And then, if yep. I'm not mistaken, he proceeded to score in said game-worn, misspelled jersey name. Yep. And it was quite hilarious. I don't know, like, did he not notice? Did he not care? Were they unable just, to fix it in time? probably just or... thought it was funny. Yeah. Just and decided, I mean, you know in what? all fairness... I'm going to wear this. In all fairness, his name isn't exactly the easiest to pronounce and spell. No, it's not. Looks like Chiasson. Like, it... It, it took me a second when I saw it to realize what was wrong. I was like, something looks funky. And then I was like, wait a second. Um, <laughs> something yeah. ain't right. No kidding. And, then, and yeah, and then he scored a goal, I believe. And it was, yeah, that's amusing. I don't know. I've never seen a team misspell their own player's name. And now I've seen it twice in the last two months. <laughs> uh-huh. And one of them and being Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> literally a top three or five goalie in NHL history. Top five. Yeah. Or arguably a top five. I would definitely say so. Others would argue with me on that, but I will stick to it. You've got Wa, Luongo, Broder, him, Jacques Plante. um, Hasek. Dominic Hasek. The Um, Dominator. And then you've also got guys like um, Esposito and people like them too. But then you're going pretty far back. You are. And then you end up with, like, oh, what's his... I'm trying to think of, like, really vintage. I'm not going to bother, because I'll probably just, like, say some player that wasn't even a goalie. Because <laughs> I don't know my long-term hockey history. Like, yeah. 40s and whatnot. Alrighty. So, two misspelled jerseys. How about that? How about it? How about it, indeed? Um... Oh, yes, I did read about this one, this next bit of news here. Um, Speaking of Marc-Andre Fleury. Speaking of Marc-Andre Fleury, very nice segue. Um, I'm going to try to find it here, the exact... I'll I'll send it to you. I've got it right here. You do? Okay. Oh, I found it. just sent it. Golden Knights president George McPhee intended for Marc-Andre Fleury to find out that he was traded on Twitter as punishment for his agent trying to quote sabotage by telling teams flurry might retire so how about that a little bit of revenge huh yeah how how do you feel about this well i think if mcphee if this is actually true and mcphee went through that it did that is his thought process i think he's being a bit of a sour grape and a bitter three-year-old with a grudge (laughs) and he needs to grow (laughs) up a little bit (laughs) yeah um it's like yeah well you did this, so I'm going to do that. Ha! I think it's, like, not as entertaining and not as well executed as the, the Habs offer the sheet. Habs, yeah, exactly. The Habs Canes offer sheet thing. Exactly. I think that's that just they brilliant. Can, they, they can just pass that up as business moves. Yeah. <laughs> but, this but this is, is just, just, like, petty. This is like, this is like the Eichel Buffalo situation right now. It is. It's creating so, unnecessary drama, and mm-hmm. I think he's just being a bit of a three-year-old about it. And... I don't think that Eichel's I mean, Flurry. I have kind of doubt his agent was sabotaging, telling teams that Flurry might retire. 
because Flurry went out and said himself that he might retire. Yeah. That came from Flurry himself, and he said uh-huh. he would have to discuss it with his family before he confirmed that he would play with Chicago. And then he exactly. did. So, yeah, and he did. Yeah, I think it's all pretty petty, and I think that McPhee was being a bit of an idiot in doing that. But That could be. I mean, he did it. Yep. It happened. Knights are going to struggle this year. I was pretty confident Knights were going to win the division, but the Oilers might be able to take it if we keep playing like we have been and with our weak division because the Knights You really want to get into this flurry. discussion again? Well, I'm just going to... Let me give these few things. Knights have lost Flurry, and they've also lost Pacioretty and Mark Stone already to injury. Okay. So How bad are the hurting. injuries? Um, out for at least six weeks, if not more. Stones okay. is undisclosed so it might only be day to day but okay um yeah so but, uh, i don't i don't see the oilers doing that well in the long term this season i'm sure you don't and you know why because you don't Did think you we're see deep that? even though we are on the offense our defense got weaker this season i will fully admit that and um our goaltending is just a massive question mark so um, I understand where you're coming from, but um, Milan Lucic made a really interesting comment, and I think what it was a, a a jab at the Oilers. I think um, I'm gonna see if I can find it. Um, let's see. I'm sure you can all hear my wonderfully noisy keyboard. Um, it was a very subtle comment, and my dad heard it on the radio, so it probably will to find that exact quote. But he said something about. You know, I think that's uh, our team's good this year. We have a we have a deep team and whatever. You know, we have depth. Um, we're not just a team that relies on two players. Um, he said that. Yeah, I'm sure. Knowing did. full well that the home the season opener was against the Oilers, so I think that was a bit of a slam. What do yeah. you think? I'm sure it was, but and I don't know. But I think I'm going to take Milan Lucic's hockey opinion over yours. Yeah. Assuming he was talking about the Oilers. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You're assuming. It's likely he was. Uh-huh. But Who else is Oilers a two-man offense, team in the league? The Oilers' offense got significantly better this year. So, yeah, like I said, our defense got worse defensively. We got better offensively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got Cody Ceci and Duncan Keith, who are amazing puck-moving defensemen. And we still <laughs> Even had though Tyson your defense Barry. desperately but, needed help. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But Oilers Smith needed right defensive defensemen. Yeah, so we they didn't get that. Larson and Ethan Bear and get Cody Ceci and Duncan Keith. Exactly. Um, our only defensive improvement is we got Evan Bouchard. Yeah, and he might be a huge improvement. But yeah. um, Mike Smith right now though is playing just as good or better than, as he did than he did last year. So okay, so here's it, the thing about Mike Smith. But he is he like I said he's a big question mark. The thing. He, he and Tom Brady must be finding something. There's something in the water <laughs> they drink because Mike Smith is looking like a 25-year-old out there. And he's 40. And, and he's 40. And Tom Brady is looking like a 30-year-old quarterback, maybe even less, a prime Tom Brady. And he's like 46. No, he's not 46. He's like 44 or something. Anyway, um... That that will lead us on to the discussion of the Battle of Alberta last night, but we'll get to that later. 
Yeah. Mike Smith and Tom Brady have both found the Fountain of Youth. Uh, I don't know if Mike Smith will continue to find the Fountain of Youth like Brady has, but that's certainly an interesting one. As long as Smith is healthy, he'll play like this. But he went all last season without getting hurt, and that's unheard of for him. So I'm not counting on two years in a row. Apparently, I didn't watch like any preseason because I don't have time for preseason. Um, yeah. But apparently, Koskinen actually played quite amazing in the preseason. And I was like, huh? Well, here's the thing. You guys now wasted was... his good games. They happen yeah. in the preseason. That's it. <laughs> That's all you get. So I'm not confident in Koskinen, but I'm foolishly hopeful that if Smith gets hurt, we have a goalie that's actually capable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Brady's 44, and uh, how old's Mike Smith? I he think he's is. 40. He's 39. 39. Okay. Yeah. So that that's that's interesting. Rumors the Oilers are going to try to get one of Johnny Quick or John Gibson. Hmm. One would well, be significantly better and more expensive than the other, but would also be more of a permanent fix. I would be fine with either. I would be ecstatic if we got Gibson. I think he's one of the best goalies in the league, but I'd that be okay quick, with Quick as long old. as we didn't over. He is getting old. I'd only want him for a year or two, but I'd be okay yeah. with as long as we didn't pay much for him. Yeah, that was like when the Flames got uh, Jonas Hiller. Same yeah. sort of situation, probably. Yeah. Um, or what we thought would have been when we got Mike Smith. <laughs> yeah. Um, also... Yep, go ahead. Rangers are out of the running for Eichel, it seems like, just so you know. Oh, really? Yeah. So now does that leave the, the Flames, Flames and the Flame? Oh, the Ducks. Yeah, Flames and Ducks. Ducks kind of entered the chat. So at this point, if you're, uh... oh, let me search up his name. I believe. Nope, not not Byfield. Uh, who's the uh, the Ducks' new prospect? Trevor Zegris, like... is that who you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, Zegras. Um, at yeah. this point, if you're Trevor Zegras, do you like stir up some sort of controversy around yourself to make yourself make yourself seem untradeable so you don't have to go to the Sabers? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's like, the issue honestly. right now. Both the Ducks and the Flames have put pretty good offers together. What I've heard, I don't know what they are, but yeah. um, the Ducks got turned down from the Sabres. The Sabres were willing to accept the offer, except the Ducks were only willing to accept it if the Sabres retained Eichel's salary, some of Eichel's salary. <laughs> and that's the basis Buffalo refused on. Mm. Okay. That is stupid. Yep. Buffalo's going to have cap space for 10 years. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who are they paying like, currently aside from Eichel? Exactly. And so, and there's actually a minimum salary cap they need to reach. I think they have Oposo's contract still. Um <laughs> Overpay but, a fourth liner to get there. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. literally just like, why would you not accept that? It's like, you're stupid. And the Flames, their issue is the Flames are offering in quantity. So no like current stars, apparently. They're offering a lot of mediocre or a lot really? of Really? We're not offering prospects. like Monaghan or Goudreau? Yeah, apparently not. I'd do I that. would be doing. But um, I would be offering Goudreau in a heartbeat with, like we said last week, like a first round pick and a prospect. But... um. I forgot that's who the Sabres are paying. Who? Jeff Skinner. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> His $9 million. <laughs> We're paying him $9 million till kingdom come. <laughs> and then yeah. they're also so, paying Ocposo $6 mil a year until next year. Yeah. And so, aside from right, that, oh, they're also paying Rasmus Dahlin. I forgot about oh, yeah, him. Yeah, right now. 
just a reminder that the Sabres are still the dumpster fire, and we're still not done talking about them for this episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And we're going on to our favorite team to talk about, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, they made a move. I didn't think that the Leafs could do anything that would make Ben and I like them any less. But they've done but it. But they did. They've done and it. And those of you who do follow us on Instagram know what this is. <laughs> they've made a sponsorship deal with the worst social media company in the world currently, TikTok. I wonder how many followers we just lost. <laughs> As if the Leafs could get any worse. They go and throw TikTok on their helmets. Is it just the helmets or jerseys? Just the helmets, thankfully. Okay. I was on their helmet last jersey year. Ads. Do not all That's teams have true. jersey ads? I, I know the Capitals do, but I haven't watched any of their games. But I know oh. the Oilers did not have any on their jerseys last night. Neither did the Flames. Interesting. Anyways, that was random. Uh, who, who was um, on the Leafs helmet last year? Uh, Scotia. I'm assuming Scotia or Rogers. Those yeah, probably. The, those are the two companies that control Toronto. So, In- <laughs> Instead, they went to TikTok. So, yeah. you know, no. uh, as if we couldn't like the Toronto Maple Leafs any less, they uh, they make a get a sponsorship from TikTok. Um, but on the bright side, Matthews and Marner will have a really fun pastime when they get eliminated in the first round next year. So they don't even have mm-hmm. to go golfing. They can just make TikToks and support the team. Is TikTok the new golfing? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of booking your tea times, you just make TikToks. That's a lot of teas. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> tea time um, TikTok. T- I saw TikToks it. on the tea time. TikTok. Yep. TikToks pre tea time. That was funny to watch. You just have a verbal seizure. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Also, I should confirm. What time is the draft tonight? Um. Six my time. All right. So I'll look that up while you continue on to the next thingamajigger. Yep. Um. The there was a uh, as I like to always make NFL references when I when we do this podcast. Um, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith Schuster. There was a, a joke made about him because he he loves to make TikToks. Um, in fact, he has more TikToks than touchdowns. Um, but that's more tease. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, someone made a, a joke saying that he, he's he has now quit football to play hockey and join the Toronto Maple Leafs simply because of the TikTok sponsorship. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. But uh, what is it? Oh, you were looking up the draft time. Did you get it? Uh, yeah, six six my time, so seven your time. Okay. Um, yeah, he better start getting more touchdowns, otherwise he'll be having to book those TikTok tea times. Uh-huh. Except for football players don't usually book tea times. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it, I don't know what football players do in the offseason. Anyway, there's no stereotype like with hockey. Eat hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, moving on to our next bit of news. Andrew Um, Ladd scores... Sorry, what? You said um. uh, No, I was going to say the same thing you were just going to say. Continue. Okay. He scores the first goal, his first goal since the 1920 seat. Not 1920, but... 2019-2020 season. It's been 100 the, years. <laughs> with the, he scores it with the Coyotes because uh, he was with the yep. Jets previously. Yes. Uh, Islanders. Jets. Was Islanders. Like almost eight years ago. 
Yeah. Really? He signed yeah. like a six-year I... contract with the Islanders. Wow. Gonna, have I really I think not he been... just had an eight-year with the Islanders? He has not played have for I... the Jets in a long time. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm just that out of date with Andrew Ladd. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, um, in all fairness, all fairness, I forgot that he was still playing. I thought he had retired, and then I just saw a news thing literally ten seconds before we started and hit record i was like hey andrew ladd scored yesterday i forgot he was playing when did he get to the coyotes <laughs> here's how his career has gone he started and, off and with the hurricanes for three years then he played three years with the blackhawks then he played a year with the thrashers then yep, he played yep. five years with the jets one more year with the blackhawks then three with the islanders but then Oh, he had an AHL, two AHL games in there. And then for the 2019-2020 season, he only played four games for the Islanders, but then he played 34 AHL games. So he was bad enough that they shipped him down to the AHL. Yeah. Which I did not see coming, honestly. But oh, uh, we've got another guest coming. We have another guest? Oh, this guest has the same name as me. Hello, ah. Ben. Welcome to the podcast. I'm honored. <laughs> he's honored. So Guess far, he's... number two for the episode. Yep. Good, good. Um, so he played 34 games in the AHL. I didn't even know that he got shipped down to the AHL. Oh, wow. But uh, then for this season... He's played one AHL game and now two NHL games with the Coyotes. And apparently he's assistant captain. Really? Are the Coyotes that bad? Now the Coyotes have like so many bad contracts on their team right now. They've got Phil uh -huh. Kessel. They've got Andrew Ladd. They've got Louis Erickson. They've got Shane Gostisbehere. I'm not sure what his contract's like now. I know it used to be bad. Uh, they've got Jay yeah. Beagle. I love him, but terrible contract. That's admitted Even by he himself, actually. <laughs> um Antoine Roussel. Um, so, yeah, they are, their contract situation ain't looking too hot, but they also don't pay all those players are their most paid players. So, yeah, <laughs> Clayton Keller is their only player that might, and Jacob Chikrin are their only two good players. So, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Them. Arizona has become, yet again, a bad team. Remember when they had Kemper and Ranta and were actually good? Like, yeah. Last year, and now they have. Um, Was that last year? Either of those? Yep. Now wow. Rant is a hurricane and Kemper's a avalanche. And then OEL decided he would stop remembering he would forget how to play hockey, and then he got shipped off to Vancouver. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Take a guess as to who their goalies are now. Arizona? Yeah. I honestly have no idea. Here, let me educate you. Their starting goalie is Carter Hutton. Who oh, I do know that name. Yeah, he played for the Blues and the Predators as a backup. Guest yeah. number three. Guest number three. Gideon. Welcome to the podcast, Gideon. Oh. Gideon is also an Oilers fan. <laughs> um, Arizona Coyotes backup goalie, uh, Carol Vegmelka. Who? <laughs> Carol Vegmelka. I've never heard of him until literally right now. Amazing. So, yeah, the Arizona has a wonderful goaltending situation. As well as a wonderful play player situation. Oh, yeah. So here's a question. 
Sabres or Coyotes for the worst team in the league this year? Sabres. Yeah. Because Sabres actually play in a strong division. Yeah. The Coyotes okay. will get pity points off of LA, Anaheim, and San Jose. Oh, except are they – which is Seattle in our division? Arizona's not in our division anymore. Yeah, which means that they're in the central. Okay. Yeah. Arizona means, is not in the Pacific. Which is going to screw with my head. Uh-huh. Same. That's I, I just noticed that the other day. Yeah, they moved over. They're the eighth team in the central. And then the Se- Seattle joined the Pacific. Seattle joined the Pacific. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it See, makes more sense than Arizona being in the Pacific. Noah, out of these teams... If my theory about Vegas is actually true, where they actually fall off a little bit because of the injuries, I don't really want them to. But if they do, uh, they'll make a playoff still. They'll still be a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, who here is going to top the Oilers for first if Vegas isn't first? The Kraken, the Canucks, the Sharks, the Kings, the Ducks, the Flames. My heart wants to say the Flames. But you know um, that's not true. I actually don't know that. It's possible that we could finally pull it together, but I really doubt it. Yeah. Because there are seasons where Goudreau goes for over 100 points and Monaghan does similarly and Kachuk does well too. And if Markstrom can figure out how to goaltend again, if all those things lined up. You just named the Oilers situation, except it's like guaranteed. I just mentioned the top few. I didn't mention everything that has to go right. Because McDavid and Dreisaitl are gimme's 100 points. Hopkins is going to match Kachuk's points. He plays very different what? game than no. Kachuk. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, yeah. I thought you were comparing Mon- them to their game. No, their games are different. Their point totals are similar. Um, but then, like, you have Mangiapane, who's very good. But then we have yes. Pugliarvi. Yep. Who has scored four points in two games so far. I would rather Mangiapane on my team versus a Pugliarvi. I they're about equal in my opinion very different okay. games again but i like both of them a lot yeah actually. okay but uh vegas Yamamoto. is going to win the division i i do think they will it's just they have to figure out their goaltending situation leonard so then, i'm not sold that leonard's actually going to be good and i'm yeah. also if they lose patch and stone for six weeks that'll set them back yeah Right, I, so, I I still think if I put money on it, I would think Vegas will win the divisions. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I'm just like, hmm. I, I will get your Pacific Division projection, not projections, predictions, very shortly. But first, we will go to break because we have run five minutes over for our break. Oh no! So we're gonna go to break now, and we will be back shortly. Alrighty, welcome back to the episode. Right before the break, as I'm sure you just heard, because we have no sponsors uh, to wow. fill in the <laughs> the break, you just heard that I'm going to get Ben's specific division uh, predictions, and I'm going to give my prediction. The specific division, um, and I'm going to give my prediction too. We're going to start these with the our, eighth. These are our specific Pacific division predictions. And I made mine in like two minutes less, without much thought. So I made mine like three weeks ago and have had discussions about this with people like 10 times. So, so Ben's thought about it through. much more than I have. <laughs> and I'm like looking at a list of the teams in the division. I'm just like, huh, okay, 
eh, no, eh, yeah, uh, okay, cool, done. So they're gonna look very different. Maybe. Alrighty, uh, let's start with your eighth place team. Eighth who's place? gonna Who's gonna be the butt of the Pacific Division? The butt of the Pacific Division is the San Jose Sharks. Oh, really? We're not one for one here. <laughs> what are you? I think the Ducks are going to be the butt of this division. I don't, and I'll explain why I don't think the Ducks are when I get to them on my predictions. Okay. The Sharks, um, I think yep. they're just old and decrepit and have done a terrible job at the whole rebuild thing. And, and now, Evander Kane. Yeah, and Evander Kane <laughs> exists in that situation. That's not good <laughs> for morals or anything. And there are t- players on the team that want out. And essentially they have t- Thomas Meyer, Tomas, that's not right, Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle and Logan Couture, and then they have Carlson and Burns, who don't know defense, and Burns is getting old. So uh, yep. I, I don't remember their goalies currently. Yeah, but okay, I can I agree with you. I don't know why I picked the Ducks. I just arbitrarily picked them. I hate the Ducks, yeah. and I think they're bad. And I also think in the next two weeks we see Marlowe resign with the Sharks because he doesn't have a team yet, and right. he wants to play still. So yep. he'll, he'll reti- he'll, I think in the next week or two weeks we see him either announce retirement or sign with the Sharks. Just He'd probably sign a one day with the Sharks, if minimum. Yeah. Um, alrighty. And who's your number seven spot? Number seven, I have the Los Angeles Kings. You don't have the Ducks? No. Oh, I have the Sharks. Um, I think the Kings have done very well at the rebuild. It's just they aren't quite there yet. Yeah. The players are all still really young. In two years, they're going to start showing significant improvement in three or four they're going to be contending in five they'll be a playoff team again that's what yeah. i think but they just they're they've made the right steps but this is the first year where they've made a slight uphill trend but they just literally the line just started pointing upwards yeah so i still think they're better than the ducks i don't because no? i don't trust their jonathan quick cal peterson goaltending tandem okay fair Alrighty. Oh, sorry, I just yawned there. Um, who are you going to take as your sixth spot? The Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> okay, this is where I put the Kings. Okay, so we have the Cali teams last. It's just in different order. Uh-huh. That's right. Um, um, Ducks, I think, similarly to the Kings, I think they've made a lot of the right choices in the rebuild, actually have done a very good job. I think their prospects are slightly more developed um, and more NHL-ready. And yeah. also what really pushes them over the edge is they have John Gibson, who I think is a top five goalie in the NHL. Okay. So Yeah. Yeah, you've convinced me that the Ducks won't be the butt of the division, but they're still not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, they will not be a playoff team. I think in three years they'll be a playoff a legit playoff team again. But not yet. Two, yeah. three years they'll be legit. So You could see my next, even by next season. My next three teams are all interchangeable. The same. And who are those but three teams? I, I, Calgary, Seattle, Vancouver. Uh huh. But where yeah. do you have them put? I have Seattle last of the three. Really? That's just because I think their offensive ability is too low. Okay. I think Gr- Grubauer, I don't think, is a Vesna Trophy caliber goalie because no. even though he was a finalist last year, I think that was because he was on Colorado. Uh huh. Um, 
I, but I do think he is an adequate goalie. Like he is a starter. Oh yeah, he's, he's he's definitely an, so. an NHL starting goalie, but I'm not the Vesna candidate like he was last year. Like you said, that was simply because he was on Colorado. Yeah, so I think he'll do a good job. He'll he's not going to be outstanding, but he's not going to suck either. Um, their defense is all right, but they've offense they've got McCann, Everly, and Schwartz. Right, and I, there might there might be a player I'm missing for their offense. Um, I'll look up their roster. Yeah, so I think, and I think there will be some of what happened with Vegas, where um, yep. there's going to just be motivation that's going to push them, and they did well in preseason. Yep. Um. So so they've got Yanni Gord too. Yeah. So you have but, you'll you'll have Seattle Vancouver or you'll have Seattle Calgary Vancouver. Yeah. And Seattle I have home. Vancouver, Calgary, Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so and you have I think I've lost Calgary ben. just missing the playoffs just He's like frozen. Um or you have Calgary in fourth just like We're going to cut to a quick break here. Oh, we're not going to cut to a break cuz he's back. Oh. Can you hear me, Ben? Yeah, okay, you dis- you disappeared too. I can hear Good. you just fine. Okay. Yeah. I was I just said to the audience that we were going to cut to a break, but uh you're back. So we're not going to cut to another break. Um, Sweet. Did you hear? What was the last my thing you last... heard me say? Oh, I I don't know. I was talking when it cut. Oh. Okay. Um, I was saying that the uh, that my prediction is uh, um, I had it Vancouver, Calgary, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. So you could you could convince me either way. I think those are all pretty interchangeable teams. But uh, I think Cal. I I think Calgary will miss the playoffs. Just barely. I don't think there will be any wild cards coming out of the Pacific. I think, no. I think, Stars, Jets, Blackhawks, Blue, or sorry, Jets, Blackhawks, Stars, Avalanche, and Wild make the playoffs in the Central with the Blues contending with the Blackhawks for the last spot. Um, okay. So I think there's no wild cards for our division. Which is why I think the Flames just miss. Um, okay. I I could see either the Flames or Canucks making it or not. The reason I take Canucks over Flames is just because they have, I think they have better offense than you guys do. Yeah, that's possible. Um, it but depends you guys if the have Flames better, play you guys to have their better potential. Defense. You guys have better defense than they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and both your goaltending has the potential to be really good or really average. Yeah. Not likely. Not likely either will be bad, but. Yeah. Alrighty, so now that we've got those predictions out of the way, because we know who the one-two is. Right, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. Well, right? I you, mean, you didn't put the Oilers at time. number one? We've discussed this three times already on this show, but... <laughs> yeah. As long <laughs> um, as you don't have the Oilers crazy I, I have, I have put Ve- at number one. I've always had Vegas number one, Oilers number yeah. two. But, like I said, I if think Vegas everyone goes has. and loses... If Vegas goes and loses... Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty for a long period of time, and Leonard does not do what he did with the support of Flurry, and he just turns to his average slash bad self. Mm-hmm. You could very likely see Edmonton take number one. Yeah, but those are a lot of ifs. So those are a lot of what, ifs. Going and I by don't what, think that would happen. What historically has happened with Vegas? I think Vegas will be number one, but I won't be surprised if Edmonton gets number one. Yeah. Same way, I won't be surprised if. Calgary makes the playoffs instead of Vancouver. Uh huh. But hey, 
as we've as we've uh, determined as of two years ago, winning your division and being at the top of the league doesn't mean anything, a la no, Tampa Bay all. and Calgary. Yeah, Tampa Bay and Calgary. Tampa Bay was the best team in the league, and Calgary was the second best team in the league, and there was collectively one playoff game won between those two teams, yeah. and that was the Flames. Yeah. So we'll see how it all turns out anyway. But we are currently behind schedule because we've been talking for a long time, but hey, that's what this show's about. So it's literally um, a podcast. It's literally a podcast. It's it's Yeah, there's an element of news, but there's also an element of let's just share our uninformed, uneducated opinions. So uh moving on to our next bit of news. Um an interesting bit of news that we discovered during the break. If you want to go ahead and give this, Ben. Yeah. Um. So I we go a break and I just load up my Instagram or whatever, and I see on my Instagram that Jamaica could be on track to compete for a men's hockey spot in the 2026 Milano Cortina Olympics. I am Whack. so for this. <laughs> I was 100%. just telling somebody. I think literally yesterday that if China were or maybe it was the day before if China were to actually do something at the Olympics somehow, as far as hockey's concerned this year, it would literally be like the cool runnings for hockey. It would be cool. For those of you who don't hockey. know, the cool runnings is a movie about when the Jamaican bobsled team broke onto the Olympic stage. Yeah. Um, think about so that in their geographical like, location. So like, it would literally, oh, be the cool I think I've lost Ben again. And then now literally His one or two days later, I get a thing. But anyway, Jamaica, so basically what oh, happened with, Oh, there you are. You're back. Um, so basically what happened with that movie was, or, well, in real life, um, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, basically there were these sprinters that didn't qualify and they wanted to do something in the Olympics. So then they went to the winter Olympics and decided that they would do bobsled and they actually ran a bobsled in the 1988 Calgary winter Olympics. Fun fact, if you didn't know that already, definitely worth a watch that movie. But if China made the hockey men's hockey team, or ho- not hockey team, but the Olympics, that would that would be worth a movie right there. It would be. And then now, literally two days later, we see news Jamaica. that Jamaica is so like literally the country Cool Runnings is about. <laughs> cool they, Runnings Part we're, Two. We're playing hockey, hockey. version. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, well, okay then. China's gonna <laughs> have to get their own movie. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Alrighty, so that was an interesting bit of news that we saw over the break. Um, I want you to take this next part because I want to see you try to pronounce this name. Ah, I was just going to say, insert Russian last name here. Um, <laughs> Kravtsov. Yeah, I don't that's know, how I'd pronounce it too. I don't know his first name. Um, I'll tell you in a short amount of seconds. I think it's good Vitaly. for you. Vitaly? I'm checking. Probably. Yeah, it is. Um, yep. so he was a draft pick in 2018 and recently he, I would call it a temper tantrum. He yeah, refused that's pretty accurate. Some players he, do this. And I don't know why he refused AHL assignment by throwing a temper tantrum. Um, and he's awaiting a trade from the New York Rangers. He has returned to Russia while awaiting a trade. From the New York Rangers. Now I would yeah, because he got sent to the AHL and he's sad. <laughs> and he had a bit of a temper tantrum because he didn't want to go to the AHL. So 
And personally, I don't think any team should take him. If you have an attitude yeah. like that, I don't think that, you know, if, it's the whole Eric Lindros syndrome being drafted by a certain team. It's like sort of the same deal being drafted by a team and, you're, and they're like, I'm not playing for you. I don't want to play for you. Trade me. I'm not playing for you. I don't think there's any place for that. Like as a rookie, like as a young guy, unproven. Yeah. I don't um, like that. Can't agree with it. Well, I'm, I'm going to give the New York Rangers my two cents because they're definitely listening to this podcast. Um, oh, yeah. 100%. They need to, they should, what they should do is just the same thing that was just with Poyarvi. You're going to throw a temper yep. tantrum? Okay, you're not going to play hockey with us. We're not going to yep. give you the satisfaction of being traded. If you want to come play hockey, you can play with us. And then it's like, we might trade you, but we're only going to trade you if we can get the value we expected you to be and the value you actually are. And nobody's going to be willing to pay that for a guy with a bad Exactly. Attitude. So realistically, you're not going to get traded. It's because we're not trading you for nothing. So fix the attitude or you're not playing. One of a few things you know that what? the Oilers have ever done that I like. And Poyari fixed the attitude and he played first line all year last year. He's playing first line again this year. And like I said earlier, he is two, two goals, two assists in two games. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's not I, that's not just the McDavid effect. He is literally bullying everybody around him, and it's really entertaining to watch. And he also flies and is a monster. It's like six four and two hundred and thirty pounds. That might be an exaggeration. I'm not sure. I don't know exactly how big he is, but he plays like a monster. And he's I'm gonna fast. find out. Jesse Pajama Pants is um... okay. I don't. I hate it when my computer does this. It tells me in meters and kilograms. Yeah. Okay, what, he's, two, what, he's 200 pounds and 1.93. Okay. I'll find that out. Not a 500 at first. 6'3". 6'3". So he's not as heavy as I thought, but he's pretty much as tall as 6'3", I thought. 6'3", 200. That's yeah. not that big. I mean, you're kind of you're taller than a lot of guys, but not that it's, big. Six, well, 6'3 six is pretty big. 6'3". You, like you know my uncle yep who and he he's taller than me he's six two yeah so okay. six three is pretty pretty big um yeah. and two, 200 pounds isn't light it's no. generally a guy that six three would be bigger than that um yeah but get the guy on some weights and he'll figure it out yeah <clears throat> yeah but so. he plays like a bully and he's also yep. ugly as all get out and uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> and he but has a, he, a weird infatuation with his own tongue yeah and he also does not stop smiling he's genuinely just having fun all the time i like that about him so yeah. if you don't know what i mean about his tongue just look up jesse Pugliarvi tongue and you will be flooded with pictures of him licking his lips and nose with his tongue <laughs> there's a guy here at school who does not like Poyarvi? There are a few that don't like Poyarvi because his face just drives them crazy, and they're <laughs> um, his face. But they they call him Yessy Poop in the RV. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, who is it that you, uh, Magnus Poyarvi? Remember him? Yeah, yeah. You always yeah. called them Magnus pajamas. pajamas. Yeah, Magnus pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And 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 Nikolai Happy Bowler. Happy Bowler. Yep, that was a good one. Alrighty. Uh, next bit of news here. I saw Brady and immediately thought uh, football. Tom. <laughs> so did I. When I saw Brady, that's why I got you to uh, 
to read this one because I didn't know who you were talking about until I realized it was Brady Kachuk. Yeah. But I saw Brady and I'm like, Tom Brady signed an NHL contract. (laughs) The more you know. (laughs) For seven years. (laughs) 8.214 million. Oddly specific. Again, I'm going to wager a guess that it has to do with tax laws in Ontario. Just in case you guys didn't pick it up, Brady Kachuk signed a contract for seven years and $8.214 million. We said that very spread out. Yeah, we did. (laughs) So in case you didn't hear it, I'll say it again. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, seven years, 8.214 Yeah, a year. So good for him. I think he's worth that. Very Very good sign. Yeah. Very good signing. This is a wise move by him to sign with the Senators. Apparently, when he got drafted, he was actually pretty disappointed. This is from him, that he got drafted by the Senators. Hmm. Um, And then, with that bit of information, how long it was taking to get a contract, I kind of expected him to get traded or only sign a bridge deal and then get traded the deadline or something. But this was wise of him to sign because I think legitimately in five years, Ottawa has the potential to be the next Tampa Bay in five years. Yep. Because they have huge potential. When with them getting rid of Hoffman, Stone, and Carlson and getting as much as they did for them, almost every one of those picks and prospects they got back has paid off, and they've also got their own. And they have a large, high-quality prospect pool that's start just starting to break into the NHL. And it's kind of yeah. scary. The only weak point I see is Matt Murray. Yeah, so and that's big. And they already have Thomas Shabbat and Brady Kachuk, who are young and are dominating other uh-huh. teams. So... I would like say that Brady they have K- a Brady Kachuk and Thomas Shabbat are fantasy relevant players on a bad team right now. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I would say that's going to uh, be scary good. And uh, however you want to say his last name, Tim German kid. Oh, Tim Stutzla. If you want to say Stutzla or Stutzla or however you want to say his last name. Um, I'm just going to call him Tim German kid for now. <laughs> um, but he has huge potential too. Um, yeah. And also a tape job to rival Pasternak's. Yes, accurate. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen his tape job? Yes, I have. Yep. It's 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 good. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I yeah. As long yeah, as they Ottawa. can manage contracts. If Ottawa manages, that's the only thing they have to do. They have uh-huh. to not screw up the contracts. If they can manage contracts well, like Eiserman did in Tampa Bay, Mm-hmm. Ottawa, I don't think it's a bold prediction to say top five in the league in five years and a cup in the next ten, if yeah. not two. That could be. I don't think they definitely bold. did the rebuild correctly. Yeah. Of course, and there's some luck in the draft and all that, but they yeah. did it right. Yeah. When you get five first-round picks in two or three years, it's a lot easier to not screw up, too. And they just managed to hit, like, all of them. <laughs> yeah, they did, pretty much. So... Yeah, them and the Rangers also did a very good job in their rebuild because both teams yeah. just threw away all their good players and then just went all out, all in for the rebuild. And it sucks for a year or two, but then you all of a sudden, a year or two later, you're competitive again. And you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Yep. <laughs> Somebody Put that in the rear view and you're good. Memo. Yeah. It only took someone the 10 years to get that figured out. And someone should tell the Flames that being stuck in mediocrity does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, McAvoy signs an eight-year, nine-point-five deal. Overvalued, undervalued? What do you think here? Um, average. Maybe overvalued a little bit. A little. He's overpaid? a very good. 
Yeah. He's a very, very good defenseman. He's their best defenseman. Yeah. And for sure. Uh, but it's he leans more to the defensive side than the offensive side. Mm-hmm. And he's a very good defensive defenseman with so some good. offensive ability. So I would say maybe 8.5 would have been the right, 8, 8.5 would have been the right value. Yeah. But 9.5, 8.5, that's kind of nitpicky at that point. Yeah. I was going to say so, 9 could have been. That would have been, I wouldn't like to pay that much for him if he was on my team, but yeah. I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. He's he's young enough that eight years isn't gonna matter. You're gonna yeah, want him exactly. for that long anyway. Yep. So it's not gonna be one you're gonna be hearing about how terrible McAvoy's contract is in four years. So Exactly. Um Alrighty. Moving on to more team slash games news. Um I'm just looking at our time here, seeing how we're doing. Um doing pretty good. But uh so the sorry, I just got really distracted. I think you accidentally video called me on yep, I Instagram. You. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> um, so we have the first Seattle captains. Uh, Jordano is named captain. Uh, yep. Eberly, Gord, Larson, and Schwartz all assistants. Yep. That is how that goes. They okay. have. Yeah. And I don't know. They they must like their former Battle of Alberta players because. Jordana, Everly, and Larson are all all have letters on their sweater. So, uh huh. I don't understand why you'd have four assistants. It's a lot of teams have four assistants and a captain. Really? There's some teams that have I always five thought it assistants was, now. I always thought it was two assistants. It, it used to be even just like five, six years ago, it was a captain and two assistants. And then yep. some teams started adding a third assistant. Um, or if they didn't have a captain, they'd do three. And then all of a sudden yep. it became you do a, it became regular for a captain and three assistants, and if you don't have a captain, it's four assistants. Mm-hmm. And now some teams are doing captain and four assistants, and then if you don't have a captain, you have five assistants or four assistants. And it's like, well, at one point, one point you just throw everybody a letter. <laughs> exactly. Like, Start doing now like we're batteries. Doing participation medals do like, in the NHL. Do like batteries, AA and trip, like double A AA and triple A, yeah. and. Yeah. Then you're basically you're gonna just start having the batteries. AAA line because it's all the assistant captains. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But uh so, solid lineup there. Don't have any issues Gord, with that. Gord Gord seems really random. I don't know yeah. why Gord's there. He's a very young player who has not really proven himself in the NHL that much. He's shown mm-hmm. upside. So he seems kinda random to be in there. But maybe his personality is just he's a very natural leader. That's something we just don't yeah, know. Yeah, that could fans. be. Back on the um, topic of captains and stuff, remember when uh, Roberto Luongo was the Canucks captain? Ah, uh, yes. That just came to my mind for no reason, but that was really funny. Yep. <laughs> Jordano's also the right choice for captain for the team. Yeah, that oh, was, for sure. I mean, I'm going to agree. Hard, that would have been a hard thing agree. to That would have been a hard thing to screw up and they didn't. Uh-huh. So. Exactly. Alrighty. Um their first goal was scored by I can't remember his name. Ryan Donato, Ryan Donato, minutes and thirty-two seconds into their first game. There you go. And who won their first face-off? Uh, Jared McCann, obviously open, opening face-off. Yep. Well, that's not necessarily the oh first yeah. face-off. Not well, it, necessarily. It, it, it says it says first face-off. I don't know if he won it or not. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, who took the first shot on net? Um, Mark Giordano. Mark Giordano, who yep. took the first penalty. Um, Olympic swimmer, prodigy's brother, Jamie Alexiak. Surprise. (laughs) 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 And franchise first game winning goal was scored by 
Oh, just one thing. The shot oh. was only eight. Oh, guest number three or four. Oh, hello, Jenna. We have Welcome another to the podcast. We have another guest. Yes, this is the guest who ha- whose cousins are Jordy and Jamie Ben that I mentioned ah. last week. The more you know. She is giving me quite a look at the moment. Okay. Um. <laughs> awesome. So that makes three. three are you or coming four to guests. say hi? This is our podcast. This is wild. <laughs> Hi there. Is this Give us our a quick fact hum- about the Ben brothers? Um, I've only had like three conversations with Jamie, so I don't know much about him. But Jordy's really nice, and I like his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Jenna, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Um, yeah, anyway, Mark Giordano's his first shot was 18 seconds into the game. Um, Alexiak's penalty was 13 minutes into the game. 13 minutes, 15 uh, seconds. Yeah. And um, anyway, first game winner. First game winner in Seattle Kraken history was scored by? Was scored by, if you just keep asking it while I find the post because I'm blind, that would be Was scored by? Um, oh, of course. The post doesn't say. I have to. Oh, it was an empty netter. Amazing. Empty net goal. Couldn't scored have been any by, more anticlimactic. Scored by Brandon Tanev. Ah. <laughs> Who also had the most legendary mugshot again. Yes. Did I get the Tanev name right? Because I just realized we made a rule that I wasn't allowed to talk about the Tanev brothers. Right. So. You're not allowed to talk about them. I think you got this right. You did say Brandon. I would have yes, noticed I if did. you had said Chris. Okay. <laughs> but Brandon Tanev has the most fantastic player picture because i don't know if any of you remember when he was with pittsburgh he looked like he was deer in the headlights in his picture and then everyone made yeah. fun of him for it and then he just had to do it again this year but this year he had a bit of a smirk on his face when he did it yeah there's like a picture i can't remember where it is but there's a yeah. picture of the evolution of brandon tanev's nhl pictures <laughs> and it's really funny <laughs> it is really funny anyway moving on uh we have our first we have fan an intense fight. rivalry <laughs> Intense rivalry starting between the Seattle Kraken and the Nashville Predators. And I have the video here. And I'm just going to correct myself. Two... When I said first fan fight, I meant first fan fight between Kraken, like with a Kraken fan. Yeah. And involved. it literally took two games. And, yeah. And um, these guys like really went at it. A lot of times these fan fights, you just see people yelling at each other. And one guy kind of smacks at another guy and then falls over because he's drunk or something. Yep. Um, but these guys like actually were wailing on each other and there were like five or six people holding each of them <laughs> trying to get them to separate and they were not separating and they were hammering on each other. Yep. Um, so it was kind of intense. I have no idea how security reacted. Um, I don't, haven't seen the video long. Yeah. I didn't hear to... about it. Yeah. And I haven't heard, I'm assuming that they got kicked out of the game because that's generally what happens with fan fights. Yeah. But typically it, it was a pretty intense fight. And also, there was a random guy with a Dallas Stars jersey just chilling right behind everybody, watching the whole thing happen. What if and it I was an Alexiak jersey? Fan. It might have been. I didn't. I don't see the. I don't see a name. I only see. Um, I can only see the jersey. Yeah. And it's their. Um, it's their like neon. Their black and bright green neon jersey. Oh, like and the he's just chilling in the. Yeah. It was their alt. It's their alternate jersey. Yeah. Um. 
And he's just chilling in the back, and it's like, okay. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Yep. So, so we have our first Kraken fan fight. And we have one Sheldon Keefe unhappy with the refs. Yeah. Explain this one. He's a, he works for the Leafs, so I don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially what happened in their game against the Senators, Tavares went to lift um, a Sen- Connor Brown stick, and he accidentally, like, tapped his glove. Like, it's really weak. And oh, I did see this. Stick. And then he got a slashing penalty. And I can't remember if there was significance on, like, it did, if the Senators scored and won the game on that power play or something. Oh, it looks like there was only 40. No, that's why. Yeah, they were lo- the Leafs were losing 3-2, and there were only 41 seconds left in the game. Oh, okay. And it put him shorthanded, so that's why. Keefe uh, was furious. Yep. I but did recall seeing at, that. Yeah. At the end of the in post-game interviews, he's quoted saying, I haven't seen the memo on not being able to lift guys' sticks when asked about <laughs> the officiating. <laughs> well, but see, that was seeing his reaction is, I haven't seen a coach yelling and screaming in this heated in a while. Since Johnny T. When I say Johnny T, yeah. I mean Tortorella. Yeah, <laughs> not Tavares. Not Tavares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that happened. Um, what's this next point that you have here on the notes that I didn't even not? I definitely, definitely read over. <laughs> um, I definitely did not. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, two-time Stanley Cup champion, one of the most overpowered teams the NHL's seen in the last 25, 30 years, um, playing the Pittsburgh Penguins for their season opener. But the thing is, is the Penguins don't actually like have anybody on their team right now because Malkin, Gensel, and Crosby are all hurt. Right. So their team is um, the wilkes Bear Scranton Penguins plus Jeff Carter, essentially. That's their <laughs> AHL team. Um, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, the lightning lost six <laughs> two amazing, yeah, so they lost to the Wilkes Bear Scranton Penguins, and shame on them. Their first line is literally Brian Rust, Jeff Carter, and Danton Heinen. Oh, good, that was their first line. Then they had Evan Rodriguez, Kasperi Kapanen, and Jason Zucker, all third liners at best, um yep, and then Brock McGinn, Teddy Bluger, and Dominic Simone, and then Sam Laverty, Brian Boyle, and drew O'Connor. Boyle hasn't even played in two seasons. <laughs> he wasn't really good. Yeah. So that's an interesting game. Yeah, the Lightning kind of sucked. And yep. then they proceeded to follow up game two with almost getting smacked by the Red Wings. So <laughs> they so won 7-6 gonna... against the Red Wings in game two. And at one point they were losing like 6-3 and then came back and got it to overtime and then won 7-6. Right. So talking about the uh, good teams that uh, lost, um, let's talk about the Montreal Canadiens. They, uh, game opener, they get slapped by none other than the Jack Eichel-less Sabres. <laughs> what was the score in that game? Um, I'm not sure. How does that sound? Was that a rhetorical question and you actually knew the answer? Or do you actually no, know I the answer? I do not know the answer. It wasn't well, pretty I, for the Habs, though. Yeah. Though I will say, I will make the note that they are carry priceless. 
Um, no pun intended with the word priceless there. Um, <laughs> Carey Price, Price is ent- pretty priceless for them, obviously. He is. Uh, he entered the, what's it called, the player assistance program? Yeah. Okay. Um, re- undisclosed reasons. So we wish him and his family all the best in whatever they're facing. But uh, nonetheless, they he was not obviously playing. And I'm not sure whether it was just a lack of Carey Price or just the Habs forgot how to play hockey um, since they were in the cup finals. But uh, they got slapped by the Sabres. And what was the score? 5-1. 5-1. Yeah, to the one Craig of... Anderson starting goalie Buffalo <laughs> Sabres. Last year, one of the supposed best teams in the league since they did make the Stanley Cup finals then loses to the armpit of the league. Being you know who the Buffalo Sabres. For Buffalo. Buffalo. Victor Olofsson. Yeah. yeah. These are Buffalo. Victor Olofsson. So, okay, that's a legit one. He's yep. actually good. Um, Kyle Poso Also right. was first star of the game. Washed. Um, that's pretty sad. Um, Zemgus Gergensens. Never um, was good. Only made an all-star, all-star game, game because his, in- <laughs> <laughs> his entire country voted him in. Um, I think we've discussed Andres- that on the podcast before. No. Andres I think we York. have. Have we? Yeah, I think we did. We One of our earlier episodes. Hmm. Um, yeah, Andres Bjork and Tage Thompson. So, NHL superstars right there. Oh, yeah. And like I said, Okposo was first star of the game. Montreal had Sam Montembeau in net because Allen started the night before against the Leafs. Right. In a game which they also lost. Ah, fantastic. Yeah. And they also lost to the Rangers yesterday. So <laughs> I would assume that it's more than just a goaltending a goaltending issue. So yeah. not looking good for our French friends. No. But the Sabers, on the other hand, <laughs> they're looking chilling like at second in the NHL right now. So world class NHL team right there. They taken out the Montreal Canadiens and then the Arizona Coyote Arizona Arizona Coyotes yesterday in a shootout in a grudge match two <laughs> one in a shootout <laughs> yep um they're now sitting uh second place in the league tied with like 18 other teams and only behind the Pittsburgh Penguins yeah who are first the, the Wilkes-Barre Crosby- Scranton Penguins sorry. <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> The Crosby yeah. list, Malkin list, Gensel list, and also currently Brian Rust list now, Pittsburgh oh, Penguins. Amazing. So they also lost another top six forward. Ah. So they are quite literally Jeff Carter and his bunch of merry men. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see how that long that lasts. <laughs> all his merry men, indeed. <laughs> um. Now, despite all these positives from Buffalo, don't get the wrong idea and think that they're actually good or something. Because oh, no, they're not. Because <laughs> they still haven't dealt with Eichel. And like we said earlier, their highest paid players, aside from Eichel, are Jeff Skinner and Kyle Poso. <laughs> and the first game this season um, had 8,470 fans in attendance for their first home game. Um, the Laval Rocket, Montreal's uh, AHL team, had 8,600 people in attendance. So they had... 130 more people show up than the Sabres did, and they're an mm. AHL team. <laughs> Who's AHL team again, did you mention? Montreal's. Oh, okay, yeah. So that, That's not a good look. Rip Buffalo. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel yeah. like Sabres fans have just given up on life. Yeah. 
most likely. Yep. And it looks like the stream is frozen again. Ben oh, is there. currently frozen, looking at he me. Might have to take another break. Trying to reconnect the call. Oh, we're back. Oh, there we go. There's going to be such confusing moments when no, that's cutting out because we're probably both talking about. Oh, we just cut out, and it's going to be interfering I'll with mute, each other. I'll and... mute one of us. Okay. Because since they're separate tracks, I can mute one of us when we freeze, so that we're not talking over yeah. top of each other. Yeah. But anyway, okay. um, moving on to. We are, like, already five minutes over. I know, how terrible. And we're, like, halfway through all of our content. But So we're definitely not going to get through <laughs> it all. But we're going to talk about the Battle of Alberta that happened last night. And before you all shame me for saying this, I have reasons. I, unfortunately, was not able to watch the game last night. Now, this was because I had had a date planned for, like, the longest time. And I knew I was going to do something on that day. But, uh... It just didn't work out because then, like, the date worked out, but the watching the game did not because it was planned on that very night. So, which was last night, I did not see the game. But regardless, uh, I looked at the stats and my instant reaction was, well, Calgary should have won this game until I realized that, oh, Markstrom kind of played like garbage by looking at a safe percentage. Now, that stats don't tell the full story, but this is what I gathered from looking at the stats. Markstrom played yeah. meh to bad. Is this our... Guess number four? Oh, no, it's four? just Jenna again. Oh, okay. Mind. No, not our ahead. not our fourth guest? Oh. No. Okay. Um, that's a repeat guest. Anyway, <laughs> um, the then Markstrom didn't play great. Uh, Smith is on whatever Tom Brady's on and <laughs> playing vintage Mike Smith and the flames outshot the Oilers quite badly. Yeah, it was a significant, it was a significant case of quantity over quality for the flames. I did watch the game. Okay. Um, there were a lot of shots. The flames had a lot of shots, but honestly I was surprised when I looked at the shots about halfway through the game, I was like, wait, what? Because I didn't really notice the Flames were yeah. getting that many shots. Because they were just kind of throwing everything on net. Which, you know what? With Oilers goaltending, isn't always a bad idea. It just... Exactly. Smith was on, Smith was on tonight, so it just didn't work. And Last night. So, oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, and the Oilers were getting some really high quality. Now, the refing was interesting. I would Whose favor did it awful. skew in? Um... I'm not sure. <laughs> it was just I bad think all quantity around. Of pen- I, th- I think quantity of penalties, technically, it went in Edmonton's favor. But okay. there were definitely some weird things that happened refing-wise. There was an icing call once that got dumped down very clearly, and the Flames player, the Oilers dumped it down. The Flames player was busting his butt to get it. The Oilers player gave up, and the refs blew it off when the Oilers player gave up skating. Interesting. And it was like, um, that's not how icing works, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was also another instance where, um, oh, what was the penalty? There were a couple penalties that were called that were like, ah, nope, that wasn't a penalty, sorry. But there wasn't much that was missed for penalties. So it was just a few called. I think there were one or two either way that got called that shouldn't have been called. But I think okay. for the most part... Things weren't missed. I'm sure there were things missed, but for the most part, there weren't. But the weirdest situation was um, there was one play, Flames end, 
the flames are breaking out of the zone. And just in the corner of my eye, I see um, all of a sudden this oiler decks a flame in the corner. I was like, ooh, and I kind of draw my attention to it as the camera's panning over. And then I see a flame just full-on tackle and headlock and punch this oiler player in the head multiple times. I'm like, what is happening? Play goes on. No whistle, nothing. I was like, okay then. Puck's now in Edmonton's zone. Um like that's happening um oilers turn the puck or flames turn the puck over to us we start skating up and then this player is still in the this oilers player is still in the zone and i'm like what what's it's still going on the fans are still going crazy and there's still no whistle and there's still a scrum happening in the flame zone and then the oilers skate into the flame zone with the puck and are in there for a solid like four or five seconds before the whistle goes and as the whistle goes and obviously the Oilers were offside in doing that because the Oilers player was still in the zone. Yeah. And well, we're the, as the whistle goes, it pans over, and then it pans to the Oilers player in the corner in the scrum, and he's holding two sticks. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then and now the whistle goes, and I was like, okay, I wasn't sure what was happening. Cassian was the Oiler. I found that out after I saw the two sticks. The flame um, wasn't Kachuk. No, it was not. Oh. It was the two the two flames in the scrum were Monahan and Zadorov. Um, okay. But so essentially what I saw in the way in highlights it makes sense and I'll explain what actually happened. But I was just like I just saw an Oilers player completely run a guy without the puck, get completely tackled and beat on while he didn't have the puck, while he was on the ground getting his head beat on and have it <laughs> Then I saw the Oilers player skate offside for a different Oilers player skate offside for like five seconds. And then I saw the first Oilers player skating around without a helmet on, which is illegal, with two sticks in his hand, which is illegal. And there was still no whistle. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is literally chaos. And then there was a whistle. And what had happened is Monan had had the puck and Cassian ran him and hit him. It maybe could have been, it was in the situation it was a clean hit it, yeah it was maybe like borderline but it wasn't like a dirty and it will hurt him um right Zadorov reacts because it was a hard hit um yep. and then takes out Cassian um pins him to the ice and has him in a headlock and he wasn't actually punching him I don't think I think he was more face washing him and then ripped his helmet off until <laughs> the helmet got taken off meanwhile Oilers player can't remember who skates offside and then Cassian gets up as the whistle's about to go and is skating away, and Monaghan's pushing and shoving him now. And so he grabs Monaghan's stick out of his hands and yards Monaghan's stick out of his hands <laughs> and then skates away with two sticks in his hands. That's what happened. Okay. Um, Interesting. At the end of this, it was just four on four. <laughs> um, I don't know how you guys didn't get a power play out of it because what should have happened is Cassian... And Zadorov should have both got roughing penalties for mm-hmm. their whole shenanigans. But then Cassian should have got a hold in a stick penalty too, because ripping a guy's stick out of his hands is very illegal. So I don't know how you guys didn't end up with a power play out of that situation. But yeah, there was also at another point in the game, there was a four on three and yeah, it was a weird night for penalties and refs. Sounds like it. Well, anyways, I just rambled for a solid five minutes at least. Oh, hey, I do most of the talking. I realized, I think, anyway, <laughs> I was looking at the, uh, when I was editing the show, and I, I looked at the the graphs, like, it shows you the audio levels, and I looked at mine, and I looked at Ben's, I'm like, wow, I'm a loud mouth. So, if <laughs> I find that picture again, I'll upload it to our story, and I'll show you all 
what a loudmouth I am at Dump and Chase Pod on Instagram. <laughs> I'm gonna plug that We're again. Plugs. We're giving away a jersey at a hundred followers at Dump and Chase Pod <laughs> on Instagram. And you also get to see me dance to Barbie Girl once we hit fifty followers at Dump and Chase Pod on Instagram. <laughs> so you know. Up to you. Um I'm gonna make you read this next stat out. I want you to say this because I know you will and I know it's, oh, yeah. it's just going to be amusing to me. Yeah. For some reason, the Flames have this weird curse where we've lost 18 of our last 19 season openers, including 12 straight season openers lost. So is it any surprise that we didn't beat the Oilers last night? No, it was a given. The game was decided before we went in. Why did we even play the game? You should have just handed them the win. Just kidding. But... Yeah, we have this uh, interesting curse. Like, the Flames have had interesting curses before, like the Anaheim curse, where we wouldn't be able to beat the Ducks at home. Remember that one? Yep. Yep. That one's, that one's since, that since we've you? broken that. Yeah, that one's dead. Yep. But uh, this one remains for another season. So that's interesting. <laughs> I'm game for it to stay for many more seasons. Yeah. Um, I, I just got to confirm this again. I'm getting texts now saying that the fantasy app says that it's at the draft is at six. My time. What? If the draft is right now, we better boot it off. Yeah, but I have it open here. I literally set the draft time. So the draft is in 56 minutes, six o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock mountain. So a seven year time. Mm, okay, I'm just gonna then yeah. confirm because <laughs> yeah. I got text saying it says the draft is at six, and I'm like, yeah, wait. It's probably say it's probably set for six. There's Pacific? a chance Yahoo is being stupid and it's showing everybody the time that I set it to, which is six o'clock Pacific, uh, and it's possible it's showing Pacific to everybody, which is dumb. But that is dumb. Um, anyway, sorry to der- derail that there, um, but. Yeah, the Flames have this curse, and uh, it continues. So that's always just fantastic. One last little bit of news. Mm-hmm. Rasmus, from that game, Rasmus Anderson, um, uh, he got a fine yesterday. I didn't even notice that this was happening um, in the game. I was just confused as how the Oilers got a double minor power play all of a sudden i was like okay um i shared i shared this video with you if you would like to watch it no i think you've seen it anyway but yeah i think i've seen um but essentially after a scrum yamamoto drives the net and bumps into markstrom and then anderson kind of takes exception takes him into the boards and then proceeds to uh headbutt him into the wall um as he's punching and swinging and it really doesn't seem like much. Like, I didn't notice watching the game. I was just like, how'd the Oilers get a power play out of that? I was like, it was a hockey play. Um, but, I mean, he did headbutt him. Yeah. Um, like, it started with just a face wash, and then he took him into the boards and started punching, and then got close, and he just drove his head into his nose a little bit. But it wasn't, like, aggressive. And he got, he got a $5,000 fine. I would agree yeah. with the fine. It's five thousand dollars. It's enough to say don't do that, but it's small enough that it's actually like literally not going to affect anything. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean whatever. And, like 
Like it's, it's it's more of a you're not supposed to swing your head at somebody. I know it didn't really do much, but if it was just a random play, but he went after Markstrom. So if anyone goes after a goalie, that's a little bit bigger. I wouldn't say he went after the goalie. I just closed the video, so I can't show you why. Yeah. But, um. Well, he didn't I, go after the goalie, but he was like he he bumped into him. He bumped. You can't bump into another player's goal or another team's goal. And 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 that's why I have no issue with what happened. Like. Neither it wasn't like he full on broke Miyamoto's nose. Exactly. So um, he just, yeah, he was a it was a scrum and he punched him and then he had butted him for some weird reason. I don't know why. It seemed really unnecessary, but it wasn't yep. violent either. So it was just like, okay, it happened. Always got a double minor power play. We scored on it. McDavid got a goal. So I'm game. I'm I'm, I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Couple more suspensions though this week. Um, Landis Gog. I want to know your opinion on this one. Um, yep. This is. I believe I've one? seen this play, but you'll just have to play it for me so I can recall. Yeah. This was against the Blackhawks, and I believe. Oh, who was it that he hit? Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc. Okay. Yeah. So we see Doc flying up the wing. McKin or not McKinnon, sorry. Landis Gog comes over from center ice. And Doc's down on one knee. Landis Cog sort of just sends him flying into the boards. From about five feet away. Yeah. He literally sandwiches him. <laughs> yep. Do I think that was suspendable? Yep. I think so. How many games would you have given it? One. One? I believe he, got, he two. got two. He got two. Yeah. 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 I'd say one. And I think that I think Landis Cog has a history. I think that's Oh, I think okay. that might be why. Yeah, he does have yeah. history. Okay. I was going to so say... that's probably why. That's only... The actual play itself, I'd say, is a one-gamer. That's just me. Yeah. And there was no injury on the play. So. No. Um, and then last suspension, Dylan Larkin on... Um, this one's an interesting one. I'm, oh, okay. There, I don't there, think... There oh, this one. Oh, I've this. seen this one. Because... Um, there's Whoever number seven, I can't here. remember, comes flying Matthew in, Joseph takes on the lightning. Joseph takes Larkin's head off. Yeah. So there's a race for the puck. Larkin gets there first, kind of, and then Joseph just sort of rams him into the board. He's Elbow down on the, the ice, head, very clearly. Elbow to the head. Larkin gets heated. Joseph, <laughs> Joseph comes skating past, and. Uh, Larkin just throws hands at his face. Like literally clocks him right in the schnoz. Clocks him right in the schnoz. Do I have a problem with that? No. Should Larkin have been suspended? No. I disagree. I think Larkin should have been suspended. I think one game was the right call because that was really uncalled for. That's what casting got suspended for last year, essentially. Is an uncalled no. for punch to the face. Well, I um, guess, yeah. But... but- yeah. Here, but here's where I disagree with what the NHL did. I think Joseph also should have got suspended again. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Joseph's original hit to Larkin was boarding and an elbow to the head. Yeah. So I actually so, showed this play to my dad, and I said, "What do you think about this? Should there have been a suspension on the play?" He goes, "Absolutely. Number seven should absolutely be suspended." <laughs> and then I said, "No, Larkin got suspended." He's like, "What? Why?" Yeah. I'm like, "There was the punch." He's like, "Oh, big deal." And in today's NHL, the reality is, is those sucker punches get suspended all the time. Yeah, okay, fine. So, but, uh, um, 
Yeah. I, I have no issue with Logan getting spent because it was kind of a violent yeah, punch. Yeah, okay. Like, it was a violent him. punch. So, okay. <laughs> I take back what I said. There should have been a suspension, but uh, definitely a suspension on uh, Joseph as well. Yeah. I think it's as easy as that. But they didn't even yeah. fine him, so I have I have problems with that. Yeah. He didn't even get a hearing. Nope. So there's problems. Um, anyway, I guess we should move on to our fun facts, shall we? Oh, yes. More Battle of Alberta. Okay. Take it away. Um, this was fun because I actually called this yesterday as I was watching it with the people I was watching with. Um, Derek Ryan scored the opening goal in yesterday's game um, for the Oilers because he is now an Oiler. Did we trade for him or did we sign him? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. I think it was a signing. Okay. I think, I think you're right because I don't remember losing anybody to you guys. So if it was a trade, it was just a pick. But... Um, but I think it was a signing. Um, yeah. But yeah, he scored the opening goal yesterday on. A, it was a fourth line goal. It bounced off a few chests and ended up on his stick, and he batted out of midair and into the net. Um, but he becomes the tenth player in NHL history to have goals on both ends of the Battle of Alberta. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I'm assuming Milan Lucic and James Neal are also on that list. Has Lucic Probably. scored on us yet? Actually, uh, I don't know. Um. By the way, I'm going to. I know uh, Neil scored on you. I'm going to make a bit of a comment here. I just saw on my okay. Instagram before we close out the episode, a quote from our good friend Eric Carlson. Oh, I he, saw this. I know where you're going with this. Take it away. He says, "I obviously still think that I'm one of the best players in the world." Okay, I mean, self confidence is a good thing, but there's also realism. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Someone comments, he's in the top 300 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's not what he used to be. No, he isn't. But he's also not on a team like he used to be. The yeah. Sims team I th- that he used to be on was better than the That's true. current Sharks team. Alrighty. So, there well, were random, another random attendance fact that I just saw on Instagram. There are eight, only 8,067 people at today's Ottawa versus Dallas game. <laughs> Nice. I don't think either of those teams, I don't know which arena it was in, but I don't think either of those teams have restrictions due to COVID. So Yeah. Okay. That's kind of big rip. Yep. Well, anyways, with that those two fun, well, the one fun fact and the one funky comment, I think that's a great place to close out the episode. So, thank you for listening. Any final comments from you? I have no more final comments. No final oh, comments. Oh, I'm actually going to be home next weekend, so ah, if you are around, then we can. I should be so. This we should be able to do uh, another in-person Dumb and Chunkers podcast. So <laughs> we'll see if I, that I happens. I won't be home. I don't think I'll likely be home the duration of the whole break. Right. I know I won't be, but it's, I think my goal is I'll probably be there Friday to Tuesday, so about five days. So. Alrighty. Well, we could probably work something out. Just bring your mic back yeah. and. We'll get her going. Alrighty, well, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to go follow us on Instagram at Dump and Chase Pod on Instagram. I almost said Dumb and Chunkers, honestly. <laughs> um, and we will talk to you. No, well, won't talk to you. We will uh, spew off some more information and useless knowledge in our next episode. Yeah, this might be our longest episode of. The, I think it of, might be the history of the podcast. Just one fact. Alrighty, well, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
See ya.